You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people, our sponsors and providers. Grasshopper, for all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, you know what to do. Drop the card, get the discount. Today, right now, a community organizer, a mother, a wife, somebody who does great things for our community small business owner, all of the things. Ladies and gentlemen, Carla Burel. What's up, Carla? Tell me we haven't known each other for a while without knowing each other for a while. For sure. We've kind of rolled in similar circles by means of Third Avenue. I feel Third Avenue is a conduit that connects a lot of people together, whether you know them or not. Heart of the city. You see people walking up and down the block, visiting all of our killer establishments on the block, whether it's a brewery, Chula Vista, Three Park, whether it's a bar, Docs, uh, the Vinci, uh, Silver Dollar, all of the things. All of it. And now more restaurants. All of the restaurants. And it keeps going down south too. Let's not forget Sprouts. I mean, it goes that's All big, the way. Uh, Take it further. Take it Northgate. Oh, yeah, Carnival. Sure. You know, there's food trucks at the end of 3rd and Main that we used to go to before any of this was a thing. Wifey and myself and the kiddos, we would go down to uh, Main Street and there's a couple of food stops. El, el, el Tacos El Cacho, Mariscos El Cacho. There's, oh man. Well, before Grasshopper, Preto, you were all of Main Street. <laughs> and all of Main Street, all the illegal dispensaries. Those guys got shut down really quick. They did. We digress. Carla, it's awesome to have you in here. Thank you. You're, you are a, 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 a community person with many ventures under her belt. You are a very busy person. It took a little bit of time to solidify and get this on the calendar and make it happen. But now you have a lot of people in your corner pushing for you to be in, in here today, by the way. Amazing. They're like, hey, man, you got to get Carla. And I said, I know. I just got to make sure our schedules and everything work. We're here. We're here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, Carla, as you said, is my name. And uh, I'm actually not a Chula Vista native. I was- <gasps> Breaking news. <laughs> born and raised in Riverside, California. Jenny 69 style. Go ahead. Right. Story 69. So my family's from there. My parents were born there. My grandparents uh, migrated there. And um, that's where my roots are from. Um, cute little quaint, quaint town called Grand Terrace, California. Okay. Right. That's where I grew up. Um, and went to elementary school, junior high, um, the start of high school in Colton, which is like San Bernardino County. So now we're getting a little bit. Get it, get it. Let me bring out my Thomas Uh, guide. uh, (laughs) So junior year, started junior year. Um, my mom up, uprooted us and they had a rental home in Cardiff by the sea Mm -hmm. and that's where we moved. Okay. So the start of my junior year, I started at San Dieguito. That's got to be crazy, uprooting. Yeah, very, uh, you know, when I when I knew we were moving here, I thought like San Diego, like so cool. And I had this vision in my head and the sleepy town of Cardiff did not live up to that. No? Vision. Oh. Nah, it's just super mellow, super chill and just a completely different lifestyle than what I ever knew, let alone not knowing 
I was going to say that I think the, the, the biggest piece of that puzzle is like you uprooting after your sophomore year and starting halfway through your high school career in a new town, in a new city, not knowing anybody. You know who else did that? Brendan and Brandon Walsh from 90210. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, in hindsight, of course, it was an amazing move. I mean, my mom was on it. Props out to her and my dad for making that happen. But, um, I got a job at Lucky's. That was my first. I remember Lucky's. My, yeah, I was a bagger, and that was the funnest job ever. And you know, in a way, that was kind of like one of my saving graces because I started then to build a community at the grocery store and like start meeting people, and it was just super fun. That was a really good. You were a community job. organizer. I, I like I, anytime if, if somebody asks you what she all about, it's like. I don't know, but she's got her finger in a lot of things. Like she's at the heart of a lot of things now, specifically like in Chula Vista. So you telling me is that's kind of where you started cutting your teeth or honing your skills at a lucky. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just who I am. You know, I'm a social person. I, I love like giving back and I'm very service oriented. And, and as I look back at kind of my past and, you know, rethink about who I am, like that's the common denominator, you know, of me just kind of meeting people and making the most of where I am. So we're a lot alike in that sense. I mean, I love talking to people for better or for worse, you know, and, and I can go to an event, to a party, to whatever. And my wife's like, it's easy for you. You know, you just go out and you talk and all of a sudden you've made new friends and, and people want to hang out and talk to you. I wanted to put that to use though. You know, it's like you, you, you can, you can have that skill or you can have that personality trait and just kind of, you know, whatever, but you I've obviously honed it perfected it, skilled it. And now you're turned it into something where you, it's funny cause you run, you run a, a, an Instagram page called Corazon Chula Vista, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's funny now that I know you're not from originally from Chula Vista cause the way you present it, it's like, that's Chula Vista to me to the core, yeah, yeah. which is going to take us on a whole different topic on how moving to Chula Vista, you feel that welcome hug of like, Hey, welcome to Chula Vista. You ain't never leaving. This is your home now. Set your anchor down, put your roots in. Cause this is where you're from, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I just, the people I've crossed path with paths with and those who I have like just our conversations with, because everybody has value to bring. Um, that's all, you know, I don't find that accidental. I find it all very much just part of my journey and, and where I'm going and where I've been. And so I love it. I love my heart is in Chula Vista. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. You worked in the corporate world. You mentioned to me you were used to work in a CPA firm, CPA office. You left all of that to become a small business owner. Things that led up to small business ownership was you being involved in your children's school, organizing fundraisers, uh, setting up uh, treats, meals for the teachers. Tell me a little bit about that. How does that work and parlay into Bocadillo? All right. I will try to do that. But um, just to back up really quick, um, it, from San Diego, I stayed in North County, San Diego, uh, went to Maricosta Junior College, went to Cal State San Marcos, business major, uh, went abroad for the end of my- Ooh, where'd you go? I went to Madrid, Spain. Ah, perdón. Which is um, henceforth the name Bocadillo, mm -hmm. which we'll get into. But um, so kind of inched my way south, met my husband- um, at, at the queue, Jack Murphy at a Padre game. And- uh, Who was playing? <laughs> Come on. The tailgate was the star. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> man, we, man, there are some stories to be told in that, from that parking lot. It, it, I miss it. it. I know, I miss it. You know, wifey and I, one of our first dates was at a Padre game. The Padres against the Giants at the Murph. You know, at the queue, you know, and Petco's beautiful. <gasps> and I love what they've done with, with curating local businesses, but I, it's just- 
There's no vibe like the vibe that, that you got. There's no parking lot. There's no oh, tailgating. Yeah, I, think, I feel like that's a major component that major, we're missing, you know, major. even for Charger games. I remember going to Charger games and, and taking my parents' RV and they were out of town and I'd just take it. I'd be like, I don't know how to drive this shit, but we're going to figure it out. That's awesome. And then we just like fill it up with food. We'd go to Santa Fe Meats and get like carne and, and just grill it. And it was like, it's an experience. No more. Yeah. Yeah. And it is all about the experience to me. So um, while I have been to some games at Petco, it pales in comparison to what we had. It really does. Yes. So um, anyway, I, I did not do the expedited like four-year college path. I was always a working girl. Once I got that taste of money and independence. It's weird what money does. It was on. So um, so then, yes, landed at a CPA firm downtown, ideal to most, you know, beautiful view, great hours, good pay. At this point, yes, I had two children. And after 13 years, um, it just didn't work anymore. You know, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for him, the owner. And I, I left. I left like in a whim, which I'd never, like my work ethic, I have good work ethic. I'd never do that. But I left from one day to the next with no plan, um, no idea what I was going to do. That so, is crazy to, yeah. to, when you, in retrospect, when you think back and you're like, I just gave up on something I knew was steady, safe, help fulfilled our family's journey, but you knew that you weren't being fulfilled yourself. Right. Yeah. I was living in someone else's dream, you know, and, and it wasn't my dream and it didn't align with who I was and, um, and fear, you know, fear like holds us back a lot from like jumping and in, into something into the unknown. And I, I feel privileged to have had and have the support of my partner, you know, my husband, because without that, um, it wasn't possible. So yeah, jump, jump ship and was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And really I spent a couple years at the kids school, um, kind of, um, meeting new people and just rediscovering like who I am as a person at this age. That's a good way to find out what you want to do, honestly, because going back to your children's school and, and, and then my wifey kind of dabbles in, she, she gets involved mm -hmm. and then she realizes, oh my, that's a lot of work. There's a lot of things I have to do at home, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to like legitimately lose yourself in a project, jump in and help elementary schools with setting up events, fundraising, just the day-to-day -day operation of running and, and, and being at an elementary school. Your time will be consumed quickly. Yeah, it's so much fun though. And you know, I just feel like, I, I think it was almost like a safe zone where kids are so less judgy. Oh and, yeah, right. And Jesus so Christ. like easy to educate. So I became a master composter through the city of Chula Vista. ¿Qué es eso? Um, so composting, which I would hope we're all doing at some point is where you are turning food scraps back into soil to then put into your garden, grow your fruits and vegetables and do all that. So um, pre pandemic, I actually brought up um, that to the school where we were, had a recycling program with um, Urban Corps. We were composting as a school. Kids were were learning where where their food came from, which you know we it's important. Very important. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't come from the chip aisle. It where did this Twinkie come from? No, Samiko. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, fundraising um, to just put it back into the school and just do good, and that's where it was my happy place for that time. Composting, is it the same? Because we do something, I don't think it's composting, but we have a lot of scraps and stuff that we have left over and my suegros have chickens. 
So then we take all of those scraps and we take them to the chickens. These chickens eat everything. They're like little garbage disposals. They'll make it disappear. Okay. And then boop, 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 yeah, a bunch of eggs good. come out. Uh-huh. So I feel I feel like it's it's full circle in some yeah, sense. For you know, sure. you're putting it back into the earth. So that's good. If but- somebody wants to start to compost. What are the steps needed? What what do we need in order to start the process of composting? Well, you, I mean, you don't need anything fancy. You can do it right in your backyard and you can put food scraps and layer in browns, which could be like leaves or straw. Um, the sun helps the process and water. And then every now and then, just give it a turn with a pitchfork or whatever, and eventually it'll start breaking down okay. in a healthy way as opposed to just it being in a landfill and burning, um, you know, bad chemicals into the, into the air, but the city Chulista has a great program. So check them out. Um, they, in conjunction with living coast host composting courses, you have your finger on the pulse. Now that you are a 12 year resident of Chula Vista mm-hmm. on all things, Chula Vista, all things West side Chula Vista. I've noticed, I noticed there's a theme to Corazon Chula Vista on Instagram, yes, which is still up is. and running and active yes. and, and everything. And, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. Actually, let's talk about that a little bit right now. That's how I feel like I got, I got to know you. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I when when I was starting to follow like what was going on here on Third Avenue, I want to say one of the first businesses was you. We were long awaiting. You'd see yeah. like the painting. Take it easy. Take it easy. That. I know. But, uh, Never again will I do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were also one of the front runners um, on Third. But oh, yeah, I just I think like my natural like metiche, you know, way about me. Like we I'm were joking serious. earlier. It's like for metiche Monday, I'm going to hit you up, Carla, for doing like, this is the metiche minute with Carla. And then you know, you're going to give me all the cheese, man. Like, all I got to see is one thing and I'll start putting that story together in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I will start, oh, that, oh, that Ooh, owner. Oh, oh like, shit. Uh-oh. I know, I know. <laughs> talent. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I like the way you tell stories on Corazón Chula Vista. I mean, you, you, you highlight things that are going on, events. You highlight new businesses, you know? And it's funny. Well, not funny. It's actually kind of sad because you see some of these businesses that you highlight that you see, hey, grand opening. And then unfortunately, they're closing. One of my biggest like uh, a, a sadness that we had is when I started this podcast a couple of years ago, we used to have burritos like on every show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, where are we going this time? We're at uh, Captain's Corner. Or Cocina, Captain's Cocina. Oh, no, Capitan Cocina. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, no. burritos were next level. Yeah. They were super good. The mm-hmm. Captain's burrito, everything was good. And then, yeah, I remember like reading it on yours. Like, uh, unfortunately, it's like, unfortunately, this is not one of those posts where we're highlighting somebody's new or opening and we're closing services. Their first pop-up was at uh, the market in the park when we hosted that in 2019. So that but your page of Instagram, on Instagram, Corazón Chulvesa, that was started because you and a partner we're going and doing those events at the park. So uh, my partner, Tina Medina, shout out, Tina. What up, girl? ¿Qué onda, vecina? Um, Dr. She, Medina. Uh, we, we both kind of were on the sabbatical for a bit and just would get together, have some coffee, do some power walks and around Roar and just came up with this idea of what can we do? What can we do in Chula Vista? So, um, yes, it. Kind of our, our big thing was the market in the park in, in conjunction with the city of Chula Vista. Um, and then that was dismantled. The the Who dismantled that? How does that, something like that, where it's all positive? Sure budget, budget yeah. cuts, yeah. Does it and take a lot of money to, to get licensing and insurance? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Good to know. Um, so, yeah, so... We piggybacked on their music in the park, but it was great because we had we had told Lynette at the time, um, hey, you know, because me, an event has to be an experience. It's a vibe. It's 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 all of it. It's not just the vendors, musicians. It's the whole uh, experience that you're creating. So, <clears throat> um, so we had that. We had that market. Capitan Cocina was there, and 
was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> my train of thought. Um, so that was pretty much a, a two-weekend event, and then it was done. They had four weekends. We were part of two, and then it was the end of the arts. Once upon a time on 3rd Avenue, it was lively with events on a weekly basis. We used to have, in the summertime, we used to have the, the cruising on 3rd. Yes. You know, and, then, mm-hmm. and I think the city put a stop to that. And uh, the 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 farmers market and all those things and slowly they're kind of coming. I was on and popping at one time yeah, too. Yeah, I would take my kids there, get Indian food. There'd be musicians. It was right there, all like on Eighth F and like by that church. F what is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then there was a more like uh, in between in the little alleyway where uh, oh, Italianissimo is. Yes. Italianissimo yes. and. What, there's a couple of uh, cellular phone um, repair shops. So that whole corridor. Mm-hmm. And then before the, the condos and apartments were built in the back, it went over through that parking lot and you went across from the church, like you said. It was awesome. Yeah. It was old school. It was like, it was very 50-ish. When we when wifey and the kids and I would walk down, I was like, oh, this is like a, a turn back the clock type of event. People are out there, kettle corn, like you said, Indian food, all types of pop-ups before there were pop-ups yeah. on Third Avenue, all types of uh, uh, food trucks before there were food trucks. So you guys pretty much kind of like etched, the, you kind of kind of pushed the ball in the right motion to kind of get these things going yeah. on Third yeah. Avenue. I mean, I kind of like to think so. Um, and our events, I, they were great. There was about 500 people at each one. Uh, it was just such a good vibe. It was such a good time. I... How do we bring I, that back? I know. Um, I don't know. It is a goal of mine, though, to bring back a farmer's market. That's a uh, that's a very cool goal that I feel a lot of business owners would jump on board and back you and make that happen. And there were talks between then and now of other event, you know, nighttime markets coming up. There was um, Bonita at the Bonita Golf Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was... Well, no, at the Chula Vista Golf Course, Vista, they have it on Wednesdays. Like, I think it starts like Which at four. I'm not sure if it's still happening or not. Yeah, it still, still goes down. It is. Yeah, okay. it still goes down. But I just I just feel like it's not, like, well promoted. It's very- No offense to- Whoever's in charge of that. But it's just very disconnected from everything. I'd like to consider myself somebody who goes the extra mile to figure out what is going on in Chula Vista. You know, I like to think, all right, you know what? I know what's going on, what's going on in Poppin' on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Friday, on a Saturday. I didn't know until I took my kid to- uh, golf class and mm-hmm. take some classes right there and, and train at the Chula Vista golf. And then we're leaving and yeah, the pop-ups are setting up. I'm like, Oh okay. shit, I didn't know that was going on. That's pretty cool. Why can't and, we replicate that over on the West? And that's the thing is, is I want to be able to have things here. I don't want to have to leave to mm-hmm. go to do something cool outside this town. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause we have it all here. Yeah. We're the second largest city in San Diego. Like Hello. there's no excuse. So there is zero excuse. It's happening. It's happening. It's just, it's happening a little bit slow. And Eastside has a has a new um, Otai Ranch. We used to go to that yeah. one once upon a time, but again, it takes me less time to go to North Park than it does to get to this East Lake. True. You yeah. know, and East Lake, Chula Vista is huge. You see the logo, the, the Chula Vista logo. Just you don't know what it is. Just go to your neighbor's house. He probably has a tattoo on it, and it's <laughs> it, it's pretty much just like the sun, the sea, and the mountains. Because we go from the water from the bayfront all the way to the mountains to Hamul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, we're we're everywhere. So Chula Vista is huge. It's just so far to get to East Lake, yeah. you know, and and I feel like they they feel the same way about us on the I'm West sure Side. They do. They're like it's just so far to go to Third Avenue and mm-hmm. to the West Side. Cool, then replicate something like this over there, and we'll do something like that over here. Yeah. So we need to bring a, fo- a farmers market over here, right. or just like a a, a, a food truck pop up because they have a really cool one at Otay Ranch. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, but once upon a time, like you could go and they would be set up in the middle of the the, the street where like Apple was yes. and everything. And you would just go in there and just 
try a little of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And I thought that was killer. Their Tuesday farmer's market is pretty much that, like a food, nice. kind of a food yeah. fest. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But it's true. It's true. Like, I don't always want to go, you know. Not for hate. East of the you know, we, we, we don't, the West Siders don't really hate <laughs> on the East Siders. You know, no, we really don't. It's I just so far. Like there is this kind of division. Mm -hmm, for, for sure. sure. The freeway. Yeah, yeah. Legitimately, the right. freeway, as soon as you see the freeway, it's like, I can't wait. I don't care. Para I I'd That's rather just me. stay over here. That's me. We built this brewery, and I know for a fact a couple of other business owners on the block, some of the friends, built their establishments for that reason. We don't want to keep going to downtown, the gas lamp, East County, North County, North Park, all of these other places, taking our money and helping, yeah, you know, back, and investing in here. their community. It's like, why don't we do that here? Absolutely. You know, and we, we've had meetings and like five years ago when everybody was like on, on board to do something, be like, let's do it here. Mm -hmm. You know, let's keep it as like Chula Vista owned as possible, you know, cause we're from here. Chula Vista is very like that. I don't know if you've encountered that. We're very like, well, where are you from? What are your intentions? So when new businesses are coming into third Avenue specifically, cause that's where I pay the most attention. It's like, oh, this guy's not from here. These people aren't from here. I wonder what their intentions are. Do you live here? Like, do you know what Chula Vista is? And I, do, I do just feel like it is a different buy-in when yeah. you are from here. More familiar. Know? It's very, very family. More familiar, but you just, you you want to, you want to just see this area grow and better. And it, because our most of us who have kids, our kids are here. So yeah. we want to kind of pass that torch. It is a it torch. A it, it, that's a great way to put it. You know, I, I, it's like a legacy. Like we're creating something that, I hopefully our children and their children are going to be like, oh, this is cool. You know, like my mom used to do this or my dad does that. And then imagine just I that's just kind of so, how man. it goes. Because Chula so, Vista is awesome. And everybody needs to know how awesome Chula Vista is. They do. <laughs> but, you know, all this involvement that I've had at my kid's school and now what I'm doing with Bocadillo, like I'm doing that for my children. I'm doing that to, to show them that you can do anything at any time in your life and that. Anything's possible. Um, but yeah, part of it is like, wait, are they just like, what's mom up to now? Or, or oh, mom's at my school again. Because I went through that a little bit. Mom the donut lady. Mom the donut lady. <laughs> yeah. Because you went for pretty much from uh, organizing fundraisers from a food perspective and bringing food to the educators to kind of creating that business model into what it is now. You know, as a business major, like I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit and I had no idea. I knew, I knew I always wanted to own a business. I knew that. And I would daydream in my office looking out, you know, the window and wonder. And I had a few ideas here and there, but, um, yeah, I think just spending time at the school, I have a lot of friends who are educators. My husband's an educator, some, some at the admin level. And I would just like want to feed them, like give them snacks because I knew they had a long day or this or that. So I feel like um, my love for the educator kind of grew in that, in that time. And I swear to you from one day to the next, I, I thought about this venture and I was on a field trip with a teacher who was a parent and I remember throwing it, you know, throwing out the idea like, Hey, like, what, what do you think if I were to prepare healthy lunches for teachers and deliver them? She's like, yeah, the very next day I started. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. I just made a few lunches, gave them out for free, asked, you know, what do you think? What do you think about this? And, and it was on from there. And now you have the business I up do. and running. We're going to fast forward a little bit just to kind of touch on it. You're going to have your first pop-up event. Yes, you I am. Have, and, yes. and you're going to have it in, in a little local establishment here on Third Avenue here at Three Punk. Yeah. You know, so move. Wait, wait, wait. Ah. 
It's a little far in advance, but we're going to continue to promote it and pimp it out as we get closer. But on April 16th, mm-hmm. you're going to be cruising in. April 16th is a big day. I talked to Glasses. Glasses is our tasting room uh, manager, pretty much our events coordinator for all things that go on in the tasting room. And I hit him up. I said, you know what? Bocadillo, we want to set them up. She mentioned the 16th of April. What do we got going on? He's like, oh, well, that night we've got the Sleepwalkers. So Sleepwalkers are a killer band. You know, they get down, they draw a lot of people. So I'm like, that's going to be a perfect day. Easter weekend. A, per- a perfect day on Third Avenue for a holiday weekend. We got a killer way to end the night with music and an awesome way to start the day with tasty treats. Tasty treats. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Bocadillo, I just uh, celebrated my three-year Felicidades. anniversary. Felicidades. Oh, my God. That's Hey, having a business for three years, that's no small feat, my friend. Look, I've gone through the whole imposter syndrome mm-hmm. thing that I think most- That's a thing, right? Because I didn't know about it until like I knew about it. And then when I knew about it, I was like, is that even me? I was like, oh shit, it is. No, it's you and it's everybody. (laughs) It's just um, having the confidence in your craft. It's learning. Like for me, it's just learning every single day on how I can be better as a home cook, um, as a business owner, as a person, as as just overall. So um, so yeah, so the the first couple years though, I do have to say was out of my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't at scale as to what it is now. So did that. And then um, po- when the teachers went back, obviously we all went on lockdown. And then when they went back to schools, that's where I moved into a kitchen commissary. Nice. Where's, where's that one at? That is, um, so it's technically a national city, but okay. it's right on the border. So um, on 35th Avenue, where that Best Buy is, mm-hmm. it's- just west of that in that business complex. The business complex mm-hmm. and right over the 54 freeway yeah. area. Hell yeah, yeah, I know a woman there who owns a meal prep um, company, Ale's Healthy Cooking. Hey, there it is. Oh, nice. Right. And, We're always uh, looking for meal preps. Well, low carb, low sugar. Yes, all of it. I mean, <laughs> man, right? Don't we value our health now yeah, more than ever? Yeah, more than ever. We so, just went through two years of realizing, oh man, if I was healthy, maybe it wouldn't affected me that much. Well, the first like year I survived on three punk ale. We're, we're here for we're here for the community. <laughs> um, so so slid in there. Um, so it'll be a year this summer, nice. and uh, legalized it. Insurance, licenses, everything needed in a small business. You tackled that. All of it. Yeah. So um, and so now I am up and running and serving on some days thirty school sites out of I think there's about forty eight possibly 30 just CVESD. school sites. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a lot of mouths to feed. It is. On average, when you say per school, how many meals is it usually per school? So, uh, that, it varies. The nitty gritty. Yeah, the it nitty varies. Gritty. It, you know, honestly, because I'm small and still like, there's there's so much that's involved in, in marketing and letting it be known. Some of these schools have 40 employees. Some have 80 so um, it takes a minute to get the ball rolling. You know, one teacher may order and then their coworkers will see it and be like, hey, what is that? So it could vary, honestly, awesome. from one delivery to 10 deliveries. Um, but the objective is to get it to a point where. Consistently, yeah. consistently keep promoting and moving yeah. and creating that everyone's like, oh, have you tried? Yes. Oh, did you do? That's so awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a demographic that's often not paid too much attention to as it respects of food, as anything. You As know, the respects of anything. Yeah, like yeah. let's like a, again, let's take a step back to two years now. How important do we value teachers as parents? Yeah, you know now As more. People, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. That's the thing, Steve. Is that some of these, some of my best customers are 
um, women who have children who are teachers or admin and the last person on their priority list is, is themselves. Yeah. So they order from me. That's their self care. They're, they're making sure that they have a well-balanced nourishing meal every single day. So oh I, I love teachers. Hats off to I'm an ally for teachers. Um, don't talk shit about teachers or else I will come in. <laughs> Real talking. I feel in Chula Vista more, more. Well, I, I always say that, but I'm from Chula Vista. That's all I know. I have kids now in the elementary school district. You know, they, they go here to Kellogg and it's like. I deliver to Kellogg. Do you really? Nice. Who's your, who's your main uh, purchaser uh, there? Go ahead. Drop I, them. Well, I, she since left. I don't, there, several. Nice. Several, <laughs> I have uh, serviced, um. Mrs. Sheppy, the principal. Oh, the principal. There. Yeah, for sure. So, and, a and lot of them, they're a great crew there. I guess it's like, look at, if you're going to be involved in something, you got to be involved in your children's school. That's where they spend the bulk of their day when they're not with you. So I want to see who's around my kids to the point where a wifey wants to go back and do noon duty at the schools. You know, once upon a time she did noon duty and she it. wants to go back and be like, you know what? I think it's important that I kind of like go on it there the and see what's going on. It is the people we're entrusting our children Hello. with and, and who they're molding into becoming, what they're learning, what what's going into their head. So it's huge. And you're feeding them. I am nourishing them. Go ahead. Yes, I am. So it's it's an honor. It really is. Um, it's it's a lot of hard work. Uh, my, my livelihood is now that of my business. I breathe, sleep, and eat bocadillo. How um, hard is it daily? What time does the day start? Uh, I get up at five. I'm in the kitchen by six. I'm out making deliveries by 830. I'm back in the kitchen by 1030, starting for the next day. In serio? Mm -hmm. What and time I, do you hang the apron up? Um, I try to hang it by 230. Yeah, my kid gets out at that time. So I try to then pick him up and be home and then feed them and be there and talk to them. And just that's that's my number one job. That's so awesome. Your husband is an educator. Uh, he's an educator, a seasoned educator at that. How does he help in the operation, the family business? Uh, you know, he's so he's so awesome. Um, he we share a workload at home equal. So whatever I slack in, he picks up or vice versa. He's great. It's crazy because if you don't realize just exactly how important your spouse is to an operation when you're running a small business until you're running a small business, you well, know, you know. I know firsthand now, if wifey wasn't on board with what I'm doing, I don't think I would, one, own the brewery, own a bar, do this podcast, have a foundation, do any of the things, you know? Because one, it's very important what my wife thinks. That's my life partner. That's who I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life. So it's like, I gotta make sure that, okay, are you okay with what I'm doing? Yeah, okay, cool. She supports, she promotes, she helps. Everything I do, she, she's in my corner, like doing it. And if I'm doing something that like, she doesn't feel like, hey, you know what? I don't know about that move or I don't know about this. I value those opinions. And, and the, I, I only have like three people whose opinion I legitimately value. For sure. You know, and it's my For mom sure. and it's my wife. And it's usually whoever's there to tell me like, hey man, get on the straight and narrow. You got to do it like this. Don't do it like that. La, la. Your husband, without your husband, I'm pretty sure this too is also like no longer. Do you want to take it to the next level where it becomes like Absolutely. a family business? And it's like, oh. I want to take it as big as it can get. How big can it get? We'll see, man. I, I'm all about manifesting uh -huh, and uh -huh. visioning, like, you know, what you want in life. And um, for sure, Van, like, I would love to serve the youth. I'd love to be able to, like, feed them. But hit more schools up and feed more teachers and just um, be a service that they can turn to when, you know, times like now they're struggling. You know, At any point in this career of a small business of Bocadillo, has it 
ever been non-educator? Where yeah. you okay? So yeah. anybody can order from you. Um, well, no. Okay. Um, my market is educators, South County educators. Um, I talk often to people in San Diego Unified and in Logan and who knows, you know, where I can plenty those out. seeds, plenty yes, those sir. seeds. But uh, catering, catering is where I cater for people outside of the school district. You have a plug inside of the school too, because both you and I have a plug inside of the school with the school district with Cesar Fernandez, you know, and he's a big advocate for what we've done for the scholarship program that we set up and, and how we kind of get the word out. I'm pretty sure he's on a soapbox putting it out there like, hey, educators, is there, or is that a, a conflict of interest that he can't? I hope not. I don't know. Like, um, I don't want to get him in trouble. No, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I am a Chula Vista Elementary School District vendor, mm-hmm. vendor and a Sweetwater. So, um, there's just a whole market to be tapped into still. And I'm just excited. I, I, this is, it is a lot of work, but I love, I love what I do. Like I love. It's this. rewarding. I'm pretty sure it's super rewarding. And you know, the connections I've made again with building community, right? All that, like I've met a lot of cool educators and people who are just in my corner and supporting me and excited to as, as much as I am as to where this is going to go. So how do you market to it? How do you, is it, is it internal newsletters through the um, district? Primarily or? Instagram. Okay. And just really, they're my biggest cheerleaders. They're my biggest like marketers, you know? So if they're happy, they tell others or, um, Yeah. Does the city in any way help with this program that you're setting up? I feel like it would be very beneficial for the city of Chula Vista to jump on board and and kind of like help push the idea, help push what you're doing to all the schools. I haven't, I haven't really communicated with anyone Mm. in the city. We're on the brink of mayoral candidates, you know? So I mean, it might be, it might be an opportune time to get in one of their ears. Or uh, cater some of their events. Hello. I have a, I don't know if you've been following along, but I've been bringing uh, mayoral candidates on just kind of like, I'm undecided. You know, I think as many as, as, as most people are in our community, you know, there's a lot of people running in the primaries. There's, I think, I think there's a total of five. You know? So I, um, in between the time of my, my little sabbatical, I did some contracting work for Southwestern College, okay. the foundation. I saw you, I saw at, you. One of the, uh, yeah. at the golf, golf course, course out in the yeah. Saquon, I think, or singing Yeah, see, I was there too. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. I remember I was like, but I got to work for the foundation and at the time, um, Zanita, Zanita. just left. So I got to know her, um, you know, on a little bit of a deeper level. Um, not, you know, I still, you know, so I'm also listening to the podcast and yeah. learning more about this. I'm hesitant to throw my, my eggs in one corner. I, I just want to make sure like, you know, wifey and I take this shit serious now. Mm-hmm. This is where our kids are being raised. We're raising our children, our family, setting our roots here. You know, Mary's in a killer job. She's pounding the torch over. Obviously she's vouching. She's in Zanita's corner. Yeah. I've had Zanita on. I had Ms. Jill Galvez on, um, having, uh, Amar, Campanajar on uh, this week. Nice. Um, Rudy Ramirez has reached out as well for being on. So those are the four Democratic representatives. Mm-hmm. I've reached out to John McCann. And I'll continue to to see, if, but I haven't gotten a response from anybody in his corner yet. I just want everybody who's running to have, to have and more importantly, selfishly to our our listeners to know who are from Chula Vista to know who's running, what are they running on? Is that somebody? Because I mean, as much as they say that oh, we're knocking on doors, we're marketing, we're promoting ourselves. Truth is, I'm sure they're not doing as much as they could. You know, because if yeah. you're not knocking well, on my door, still, there's time. Uh, it's already time. April, going to be April. And then the primaries are in June. June. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're running out of time. So I'm happy when when people who are running to reach out to me, like when Amar's crew with their corner, like reach out. I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Rudy's like, let's go. I want mm-hmm. everybody on here so we can all assess and be like, you know what? 
if anything, I'm, I'm hoping I'm providing a tool to the community. We're all from Chula yeah, Vista. Sure. Be like, all right, you know, I heard you on the podcast and I, I, I like, would you tell me more about this? Or I heard you and I saw what you did to so tell me more about that. If That's anything, what I want. At least you're a listener in Germany. You know? Yeah, my, oh man, those, those, those dudes in Stille Nacht. That means silent night. What's ah. up? That's the only thing I know. <laughs> okay, salut. Um, so for real, like I, I just, you know, you are a proud Chula Vista resident. Yes, I, I am. I am a proud yes, Chula Vista I resident. Not I want to know. I, it's just, it was just, um, it just felt right. You know, like once I started to put my roots here in Chula, I love it. Your kids obviously born and raised in Chula. Uh, one. Okay. Um, yes. One was born at our first stop or our condo was in San Carlos. Okay. Right in front of Cal's mountain. Mm. Super nice area. Loved it. Um, but in the housing bubble, that's when we kind of, that was crazy. It made sense. Yeah. He, he my husband works super close to his school. He's like the world's best commute. And, uh, but yes, my son is a Chula Vista native. Nice. He lives off Tosi Locos and Birria Kings. What's up? <laughs> See? And that's another cool thing about your, and guys listening, I, I encourage all of you out there to follow Corazon Chula Vista because I've discovered some businesses in Chula Vista or events going on strictly on your Instagram page. Yeah. And I hope that comes, you know, that we can make that into something else again and have some sort of cool event. But it's uh, taken a little bit of a backseat to Bocadillo, obviously, and just to whatever else I got going on at the minute. You just start a podcast. You just you just start a podcast just strictly based on Corazon Chula Vista. That's a great idea. Yeah. Just highlight local businesses. And that's it. I'm going to call it Emo Brown. What's up? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. <laughs> no, but you should totally do that. You have enough following on there to build it. You know, obviously- you know, finally getting a chance to legit sit down and, and, and communicate with you. You kill it. You're smooth. Oh, you know, you're, you're very smooth the way you come off. You, you articulate, you get, you get your, your communication games on, on the level. Well, so you can, you can get it done. You. Niche, like freaking- I'm the fucking worst. I don't know what I was doing. If you listen to this today and then like, oh, well, let's see what happened in 2019 or 2020. It's night and day. But that's that's in all aspects of yeah. life. Like don't, I like, I cringe when I see the crap I post on Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like what was it? Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it shows your growth as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And the day I'm stagnant, kick me in the head because yeah. I, I, you have to constantly evolve. If you're not evolving, like what are you doing? Nothing, taking up space. I don't want to take up space. I want to. I, I want to create spaces. Yeah, exactly. There's, I want to create life spaces. Is too short. Yeah. And you know what? I say that I like my. I'm just the vessel. Like I. I'm just doing whatever. Like when I wake up in the day, I just ask to be used for the betterment, for the betterment of whatever I meant to do. Okay. All right. All the right. Betterment. I. You know what? I've been doing this lately a lot. Like I have my my brother-in-law, Sean. El cuñado. I said, hey man, all you do is talk about the weather. That's some white people shit. Every time I see you, you're trying to drop the five day forecast in my ear. So today he's like, he dropped the five day forecast in audio form uh-huh. and I'm going to put it on Metiche Monday. Nice. You know, I talked to another compa who does a, he's very conspiracy theory driven. El compa Ramos, he lives in LA at somewhere. I, fuck, I don't know exactly where in LA. At least LA is so much different than where we are in San Diego. It's like a huge community. It's, it's, it's crazy. Just every neighborhood, town to town, it's, it's different. He's very conspiracy theory driven. You know, some of them are wacky, like ridiculously wacky. And I was like, I think that's cool, man. I think somebody who has ideas like you and somebody who has ideas like me don't see eye to eye, but we can communicate and still have like a relationship. I think that's awesome. Sure, you know, because I agree with sure. maybe like 10% of the things he puts out. I'm like, all right, all right. But it gets you thinking. It does get me thinking. So I said, hey, why don't you drop like a quick, like 45 second minute drop? 
mm-hmm. and then we'll put it on Metiche Monday and just call it, you know, Ranting with Ramos, a conspiracy minute, Ranting you know? Ramos, yeah. And then boom, he did it. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think yours would be perfect. Like a legit Metiche minute with Carla, where we just talk about, take it back to the root of Corazón Chula Vista, mm-hmm. you know, where you highlight a business. It's like, hey guys, there's this new business opening up in Chula Vista. And then you just kind of, yeah. Give me 45 seconds more, of it. Um, one of the things Tina did back in the day was highlight like a historical story. Um, the Women's Club, Docs, which was the first Old school alcohol, as fuck, yeah. Um, bar, um, Broadway. Uh, and, and, you know, it just, it hit like a nostalgia for people. And it just, um, I don't know. It just brought out like the side of them that they- they really liked remembering like, oh, my grandma took me there or I used to, I remember this or that. Um, because you have people like me who moved to Chula Vista, but you have a lot of people who have been here forever. And Ever. I think that's why I've kind of just connected with people because everyone is separated by like some small degree. Yeah, we like, call that the Kevin Tosino effect. Yeah, because sure. <laughs> if you talk to at least three Chula Vista people, you're going to run into somebody you know. It's like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Like you and I could have never met. And then we could have just like, oh, hey, that's cool what you're doing on your Instagram page. Mm -hmm. Once we start talking, it's like, oh, you know, Caesar. Oh, you know, Dr. Medina, they're my neighbors. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, this. it's like, wait, how do I not know you? What's what's going on here, you know? And then I'll pop in and then I'll see you. Now I know you. You know, now I see you when you're in the brewery or just even walking down the blocks. Yep. Like I'll see you more probably outside in the streets than I have ever seen you here at the brewery. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that she's a legit, you're everyone's neighbor. I feel like you're, you're the West Side's neighbor. Everybody's neighbor. This is Rogers. <laughs> Just kidding. Like the, the, the mayor of the West Side of Chula Vista. Oh, See, this is easy. Don't worry. I, I remember you saying, oh, I'm so nervous. I don't want to come on the podcast. I don't want to talk about this. I know. Just I know. I know. I mean, right? No one knows my story better, better than myself, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just me being me, you know? And that, I think that's... Um, that was the biggest part, the turning part in my life is when I realized in that corporate world that I was unable to be my true authentic self. <clears throat> like that was the time it was, it was, I needed to go. And that message is never as loud as when you leave and you look back and like, what the fuck? Like, what was I doing? I'm similar boat as you, you know, I was in, in banking for shit, like 17 years. You know, and 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 operational sides of banking. So I was like, and and not not a teen, and just did the background and the numbers. And then when I decided that I want to do this, and they showed me the door, and I was like, what the fuck? I wasted so much time here. You know, I wasted so much time. I didn't make one connection. At least maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you made a connection in, in your corporate life. I made zero connections that fuel or anything in the positive here. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the connections. It was what I learned. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know, kind of, I look, you know, I don't want to talk bad about the person I work for, but as much as a, he was in a certain negative way, there were still takeaways. There's Mm -hmm. always takeaways. And yeah, there was not necessarily connections, but there are things I've applied to my own business. I'm not going to lie. Always be learning. Always be learning. But, and again, I know I had the privilege of leaving and having the backbone of my, my family, but if you don't have that privilege still little by little, you know, if you're into some craft that you want to sell, like make one, sell one, post one and and little by little, like we're meant for more, you know, we're meant for more. So get out there and live that life. Everybody's neighbor, Carla Burrell, look at you. Nice. April 16th, Bocadillo. Yes. Pop up. 
doing it here at the brewery. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to be bringing some bocadillos, Go which ahead. is a traditional, um, well, I've made it non-traditional, but in Spain, when I was uh, interning there, instead of like street tacos or uh, TJ dogs, um, there they would sell these fresh French baguette sandwiches. And so that's what I make is I brought you two. Nice. One has uh, a, like a tomato puree with garlic and serrano ham. And the other one has um, Granny Smith apple, fig jam, arugula, and brie cheese. Jesus Christ. And I just think they would um, go nicely with some beer. All right. I hate beer, but I love bocadillos. So oh, <laughs> and by the way, one more shout out to La Concha Bakery. That's where Damn. I get my Everybody's bakery. fresh baguette. That's, you you know, it's a good business when you get up on Sunday morning and it's like seven in the morning. Cause there's I, I a like, line. there's a line at all the time. Yes. yes. And then I get in there and say, Oh, where are like, where are the empanadas? ¿Cuáles quieres, mijo? Las de crema. No, las monjitas ya vinieron. Cause I guess all, all the nuns from the church, they come and they scoop them all. Oh, and I'm like, Jesus, I can't beat them. There you well, <laughs> I love their bread and they're super fresh and she's actually a good person. Um, who you might want to have on. We've, we've, we've chatted in the past. We share the same um, contractor. So, oh. so yeah, so we've talked about it. And, and, and unfortunately, todo sucedió durante el pandemico. So I was all during the pandemic. And, and now I'm slowly going back and bridging those gaps again. It's like, hey, remember we talked a long time ago about doing this? Yeah. Come on on. Like, like I've, I've been doing it now. Like, come on the podcast. I really want to highlight your business. And I've been really focused on legitimately highlighting the small businesses down I here. It. I love you know? what you're doing. But as our platform, thank you. But as our platform grows, I feel like, Inevitably, I'm going to have to start highlighting surrounding neighborhood. And we do. We do like Sunny Sea. We do Imperial Beach. We do uh, National City and Bonita. Yeah. But I'm feeling like we have like, such a large market in L.A. And it's like, okay, now mm -hmm. it's going to be time to jump into L.A. And, and start getting to know the neighborhoods. And, you know, we sell beer now in L.A. You That's know, we, awesome. we, we, we go out to L.A. So it's like I want to get to know and I want to be genuine. I don't want to be that outsider. Going into somebody else's community and all of a sudden, oh, where's this guy from? What's he doing? What's he doing? Is this just a cash grab? Is he, or are you legitimately trying to like, you know, per, uh, build roots here? Yes. So I, I want to go out and visit neighborhoods, Boyle Heights specifically, and those places out there. But you a service to our community mm -hmm. still, mm -hmm. because I know when I look at what I do and when I'm seeking out new menus or ideas or whatever, like I look outside of our town because it's... It's just different, and I there's always ideas to be to be had, and um, just to see how other people are doing things. Is there a food truck in your future? No, no, you don't want to do that. No, more pop ups. So or I'm excited about this pop up because I want to see you know how it goes, but um, I don't know. I do know that I would love to be able to mentor mentor youth again, um, especially young women. Um, so I'm not sure, man, this might be a step. I, I feel like this is potentially a stepping down stone to something else. And I don't know what that is, but um, I'm all here. I'm all open for it. You mentioned working with other foundations locally. I look forward to us setting up an event and getting the opportunity to work with you. You know, you, you said mentor. For me, that's a trigger word because part of what we do at the Emo Brown Foundation is, is, is choose students, youngsters that have the background, not necessarily have the financing to take it to the next level. That's where we'll come in and help you make it a reality, but providing mentorship, tutelage, uh, a network for these kids to go and come back in and turn, pay it forward when they're in that position. So we were talking to uh, Israel earlier, about a, he's a photographer mm -hmm. and he's talking about, I want to pay for it. I want to be a man. I said, you know what? Boom, say less. Like we'll, we'll put you in a position where you can legitimately help youngsters. So if you're looking for that, where an opportunity or a place where you can help uh, young students, young ladies, and mentor them and help them with their small business aspirations, 
or, or just kind of how to think in that small business to, mentality. And also just how to navigate in life. Yeah. The things that, you know, we don't always learn at school, like street smarts. I mean, I, uh, I wear as, you know, a badge of honor, like being from Riverside. I'm a little bit hood. I'm a little bit hippie, but that's all like just part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not everybody has someone to guide them. And our kids, I think are very blessed to have parents who were engaged and who, you know, will be there, but not, not, not everybody has that. Nice. So let's be those people. Why not? Why not us? We talked about a lot of things today. Just thank you for coming in. Thank you. It wasn't so as bad much. as you thought it was going to be. No. Easy peasy, <laughs> you know, very nice. Yeah. I look forward to getting to know you more and learning more about how we can work together and just kind of, you know, take over the West Side of Chula let's Vista. Do it. Let's bring the low riders back on the weekends. Let's bring the, uh, what is it, the, the farmer's market. Because right now the farmer mar- market consists of the, the flower stand. And wifey and I, we take the kids to, to jujitsu there right in the corner. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes we'll just go in and pop in and get some flowers and go out. But imagine all that every week sprawled out. I think it's out. bound to happen. Let's I get it done. But meanwhile, stop by the brewery April 16th for some mm-hmm. bocadillos. Wash it down with some a sodi pop grape or some tres animales. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, yeah, it'll be a vibe. I, it is. It'll be good. We definitely create a vibe now here. And, and it's awesome when we work with other people who are like-minded in the community who are, you know, legitimately looking at building something here. Yep. Thank you, Carla. It was a pleasure to Thank sit down and so finally much. shoot it with you. An honor. I'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs>